Business in the Okanagan Matters. This is Law Talk with lawyers Clay Williams and Tanvir Gill from FH&P Lawyers, LLP. They talk business and take your questions at podcast at fhplawyers.com. Now, here's Clay Williams. Clay is actually away today. He is at a trial in Kamloops, so we wish him all the luck, but um, we upgraded today. (laughs) He's going to be upset when he hears that. And we have a guest who we've had on before, Clarissa Lester. You were articling last time you were on our podcast, and now you are a first-year baby lawyer. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. Yes, happy to be back. (laughs) So the topic that I wanted to do today is something that's super current at the moment, We've heard a lot about it. We heard a lot about it starting last year, I think, Uh around mid-year. But finally, there's been progress and we're hearing more about it. There's been legislation um, and changes are being implemented that are coming into effect January 2023. Um, So I thought it was, you know, timely to cover it now. And I want to just remind some everybody before we get into this that we only have so much time to talk about these things. Um, it's, you know, our podcast is usually 15, 20 minutes long and it's going to be a lot of just aerial view of how these new changes are coming in. We don't know what the regulations look like right now. So there's a lot of detail that we won't be able to get into. It's an aerial view. We're giving Mm -hmm. a summary of what we know so far. Um, There could be changes and there's going to be a lot of stuff that's uh, coming in that hasn't been implemented yet. So I'm going to do my best to give you a bit (laughs) of an update. But, you know, we only know so much. So the topic today is our prohibition on the purchase of residential property by non-Canadians or the foreign buyer ban. That's a serious name. Yep. So non-Canadians as of January 1st are going to be banned from purchasing homes directly or indirectly all across Canada. And this is kind of what we had heard about last year. And I think a lot of people just assumed it was not going to happen, but it's definitely happening. So the act itself is called the Prohibition on the Purchase of Residential Property by Non-Canadians Act. (laughs) It's a long (laughs) one. It is long. So legislation's drafted. I think that the contracts that we are most often seeing, the standard form like OMREB contracts are going to be updated. Um, and this new legislation is going to be in place as of the first. So a lot of people are asking why, like, why is this happening? Why are foreign buyers banned in Canada? And a lot of people might remember the push that came in uh, with the federal government when they were introducing their 2022 budgets, kind of when mm-hmm. the first sort of inkling of this came in, um, you know, they talked about this coming in as an effort to make housing more affordable. And it was, their way of thinking people could get into the market yeah so from what i've seen so far the act's going to be enforced for a period of two years so that'll be interesting to see if we even can tell if this act is working within the two years um but you know we suspect that people are going to try and find loopholes around this um at this stage the ban applies to foreign corporations as well as individuals who are not permanent residents and it will also include a corporation with a foreign corporation or individual as a controlling member. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, somebody that comes from India and says, I have an Indian passport. I'm not a PR. I can't buy. It's also going to be if that individual is a controlling shareholder in a company or if they indirectly control a company by, you know, a different company that is either Canadian, like incorporation, but mm-hmm. owned by, you know, sh- controlling shares are um, controlled by a foreigner or if it's a foreign corporation. So there's lots of different things that are going to apply and there's also exemptions that we'll get into that's not you know the only two options or three options there's going to be more but like i said 
aerial mm-hmm. view of, of, <laughs> of the act. So this act is going to apply to residential property and it defines that as a few things. Um, it'll be detached houses or similar buildings containing three dwelling units or less semi-detached housing and like a residential condo. So that's kind of interesting too that, mm-hmm. you know, it applies to certain types of property. So yeah, it seems very strategic. Um, and there are exemptions in the act that I'm just going to broadly cover again. So temporary resident, a non-Canadian who purchases property in Canada with a spouse or a common law partner, um, and then a prescribed class of people, which like I said, it, this is going to be released. We haven't seen the regulations on this just yet. One thing to note about the exemptions and what I've seen online just from people speculating about what's going to be included is trying to have exemptions too for vulnerable people or people who are waiting for work permits because right now how it's stated, there's such a big backlog with the IRCC that a lot of people are waiting on certain permits and so if they don't apply as an exemption, then they won't have the opportunity to enter the real estate market, which is pretty unfair. Yeah. Yeah, like 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 Clarissa said, seeing how this actually impacts the real world and and what the effects actually are, I don't know that two years will do that. No, I I just can't see it. Yeah, in only two years. So many questions. I have so many questions <laughs> no, about <me> too. this. <laughs> Call up the government. Hey, um, can you tell us more about this? Um, of course, there are going to be penalties um, if you contravene the act. Right now, what we know is that if anyone knowingly assists a non-Canadian in directly or indirectly purchasing residential property in Canada, they will be guilty of an offense and liable on summary conviction to a fine of not more than $10,000. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be interesting because there's also so many people in play with property. You have lawyers and realtors and Mortgage friends. brokers, yeah, like, notaries. There's so many factors. So not only is everyone going to have to get up to speed by January, you're also going to have to understand like what is indirectly helping somebody? Like what can you do that is enough to say, oh, I just didn't know or you were, you know, fully. Yeah. 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 So I had to look into a little bit of how this would work in terms of, you know, if there's a contract that is in place prior to January 1st. So from what I see so far, if you had a contract in place prior to January 2023, you won't be subject to the ban. So, you know, Mm -hmm. you made a contract or you made an offer, subjects were removed, and it was December 31st. If that was all done prior to the January 1st date of it coming into effect, then you're good. You can still buy. I mean, I have contracts right now that are ready to go deposits have been paid and a few of them are buying substantive properties and they're not Canadians um Mm -hmm. and this will close like February March one of my deals closes next year like in four or five months so right so there's quite a bit of time but if you have contracts and you know the your obligations already in place then the ban won't affect you yeah, that reminds me. It's like in law school, that legal <laughs> principle. Do you remember? Are you talking about Nemo Dad? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. That brings back so many memories. Okay, this is the nerdiness of us coming out. But <laughs> Property Law 101, I instantly thought of this, too. Like, can you give away something that you shouldn't have? So there's going to be people that look for loopholes. There's people that do things that they shouldn't do all the time. You know, sad as it is, people try to get us to help, you know, evade PTT, which you just can't oh, yeah. do. But there's always <laughs> these people that are trying to find their way around things. And so I thought there's going to be stuff coming up. Like there's going to be people who buy property and somehow get away with it being foreign and 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I think you had mentioned this to me, the amount of marriage fraud that's going to happen because people are going to say, oh, I just need to be married to somebody that's Canadian in order to buy. No problem. Oh, like, yeah. That wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me. It, yeah. it happens all the time already with um, people trying to get permanent residency. So now if they can't even buy a property. I mean, their incentive to engage in marriage fraud, yeah. I think, would be so yeah. much higher. Yeah. So anyways, I thought, like, what if somebody fakes marriage and buys a house and then yeah. then what? Can they then sell it? Because you can't, like, the whole premise of Nemo Dad is you can't give what you don't have, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I looked into it. <laughs> and so far, it looks like you are going to have to hold up your end of the contract. So if a foreigner somehow buys property um, and shouldn't have had it after January 1st, you do have to live through the contract. And who knows if the government will implement, like, forced sales, Right. Like they can right now on tax, uh, owing taxes. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe something like that will come out in the regulations. It'll give the federal government power to sell. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But as of now, if you do somehow get your hands on property when you shouldn't have had it, they Mm -hmm. will allow you to move forward, obviously paying a fine and most probably will implement some sort of forced sale. Yeah. So that's really all I want to get into about the act right now. Like we know it's coming into effect. Yeah. We know that the the act is is online and we can read that verbiage. But without the regulations, I don't want to speak too much into this because I just don't want to scare people. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's all I really know so far. I just can't help think what is the bigger picture and how does this really, how is it really going to impact all of us, all uh-huh. of, you know, the foreign buyers? People know, like we have an immigration practice here. And yeah. so like hopefully you can speak to the other side of it but I just don't know that I agree with this legislation right now so I mean like I said about the two-year ban how are we going to know in two years whether this significantly impacts the economy how can you successfully do a study in two years to see how is you know the economics of all of this playing out what is the yeah. effect on home buyers is like I think it's a supply issue how is a two-year time period gonna tell us if this is actually a supply issue or not yeah, and it's such a strange timing. I think it's just the government being slow and they've been talking about this and they're just finally getting around to implementing it. But it doesn't really correlate with what the government wants to do with immigration. Like they're trying to bring the most people they ever have through the permanent residency stream. So it seems really strange to be encouraging all these immigrants to come to Canada, but oh, wait, if you don't have permanent residency, you can't get a property. Like, exactly. It doesn't really encourage people or feel welcomed really to yeah. come here. And I think a lot of the misconception is Chinese money and, you know, um, Middle Eastern money coming Mm -hmm. in to buy homes that are left empty. And yes, I'm sure that happens. Yeah. But we have the States right here and Mm -hmm. Mexico right here. What about them? And what about the treaties we have in place with these other countries? Well, exactly. Like I'm a dual citizen, so I have citizenship in the United States. Yeah. And it kind of starts bringing up weird questions too, where I'm like, oh, like what if something happened? Like, could I still get a house here? Yeah. (laughs) And like you're married now, you're married to a Canadian citizen, but what if you weren't? Yeah, exactly. And you live, work, you enjoy your life here in Kelowna, but if you just weren't a Canadian citizen, you didn't get your permanent residency you are from Bellingham yeah I'm from Bellingham you wouldn't be able to buy a house here yeah and I literally live like what 30 minutes from the border and I think it's people forget how often we're seeing Canadians owning property elsewhere like we do we are constantly notarizing for you know our what do you what do we call them our snowbirds yeah that (laughs) that decide to sell their Palm Springs house or they no longer want their Hawaii property in Mm -hmm. you know they want to buy elsewhere So what does this mean for them? Are these other countries going to put reciprocal bans on Canadians buying in other 
places. Like exactly. I find it hard to believe that the U.S. is completely going to be fine with this. No, I would imagine not. <laughs> yeah, and to have no exemptions. I've, we have such close ties with the United States and going down to Mexico. So it will be really interesting to see what these other governments have to say about it and how they feel because two years is, it's short, but it's also a long time in the interim, especially with how the economy is going in Canada. Yeah. Um, I don't really know if it's going to solve the issue and it's not happening everywhere in Canada like house prices yes are you know extreme in certain areas but is this going to make a difference do you mean like the is the act being applied all across Canada yeah yeah I see what you mean yeah like there's hubs I feel like Mm -hmm. people want to be in Toronto people want to be in Vancouver and Kelowna is one of the biggest growing cities but what about buying a house in Regina yeah, that's why I'm like, do, yeah. will this matter? Like, no, and no offense to people from Regina. No, like, my no. best friend is from Regina. I, I used to live in Manitoba and like the smallest town. So yeah, but it, it's like, do we need a foreign buyer ban all across Canada? Or is there certain places where, you know, the ban maybe should have been implemented? I don't know. This is why it's just so hard to see this in practice. Yeah. And to see that it actually, for now, to think that it actually makes sense all across the board, all over Canada. Yeah, well, and like, I just bought my first house this year. Got to use the first time home buyer's grant but even that like I don't understand why they wouldn't be putting more thought into those kind of yeah. programs to be offering relief to people buying houses yeah. because it was basically in a like it doesn't even really apply to me because like right, right on the cusp because yeah. I mean what houses even fall into that price range they give you you yeah. know yeah so for what Clarissa is talking about is the first time home buyers grant it's an initiative started by the government in BC to help first time home buyers get into the market if you are buying a property that is in the mid 500,000s mm-hmm. or less you get a grant but i think there's that's okay it's so sad but i've barely barely had any clients get this mm-hmm. so i don't even know the number on the top of my head i want to say if it's over 570 yeah 570,000 you don't get a grant anymore i think that's and there's a bit of a sliding scale yeah i can honestly tell you maybe one of my clients in the last year has gotten this because the the market is just insane out here so yes mm-hmm. if you're buying a one bedroom condo or a two bedroom condo mm-hmm. you might be there and you maybe got in early enough and got one of those units but Otherwise, it's really hard. The general public is not able to get that first-time homebuyer grant. And there's restrictions. You can't have had a property anywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. You had to have been living here for a couple of years. It has to be your principal residence. And so there's a lot of those types of considerations that might not apply. So yeah, there is so many other things that yeah. can be done to help people get into the market. I don't know that this is it, but... Yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, yeah. there's other ways I think you could be helping out those buyers get into the market because I think that's the biggest issue like if you're already in the market yeah you know it's a little bit easier to move around but if you're not that's where it's really difficult yeah and I mean if foreign money is banned are we dropping PTT that'd be nice (laughs) yeah I don't know why it's even still around (laughs) like the whole purpose of it okay I'm pretty sure it was around before we ever were we born we must have been born this is a clay question this this is is a we're too young (laughs) (laughs) but I'm pretty sure that it was supposed to be a temporary program yeah that's what I understand it just did so well obviously so it's still in effect and this is the one thing our clients complain about the most oh my god every time on all these files It's great that you were part of our podcast today because you have a significant amount of knowledge about our immigration department. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's great to think about 
foreign buyer ban in the context of our immigration policies in Canada. And that was a really great point. Thanks. I think just to put it out there to anybody, like this is going to be complicated. I can tell already with just the lack of information we're provided and the government likes to change on the flip of a dime. So if you are getting a permanent residency or if you're here on a work permit or in a visitor status, I would say make sure to contact an immigration lawyer just to really understand what your rights are. Can you buy a property? And then once we get more information, it will be easier to kind of determine that. But I would say definitely reach out to an immigration lawyer for those kind of needs because I don't think this is going to be something that is going to be, you know, black and white. FHMP lawyers are rooted in community and ready to help. Send your business law questions to podcast at fhplawyers.com.